Welcome back, listener. You are listening to the Friday Council, your home for free thought and purposeful discussion on our human condition and all interesting aspects of modern living. If you share in our desire for new ideas and self-improvement, relax your body and contemplate alongside us. Now on the Friday Council. Hello and welcome back to the Friday Council podcast. Today is episode 29. It's a cool number. It's just, I guess. Nah. <laughs> birthday number. Special meaning to oh, me. Okay, yes. Anyway, yeah. Um, how's everyone doing today? Great. Great David, week. not too bad. Epic. Itching to go. Yeah. Should I kick us into it? Yeah, Straight man. Off the bat. Yeah, let us up. Big question off the bat. So we're going to talk about food in general, our food system, potentially the future of food. It's been on my mind um, this last week. I want you guys' opinion, just gut gut opinion. I didn't prep you guys with this question. Um, thinking about food as medicine, you kind of hear that go around. And so what do you guys think? That's a It's a fair analogy to think of food, medicine, and drugs as all kind of like a blurry one thing. Or do you think that a little bit can you can you get by thinking basically food as we picture it fruit vegetables as medicine no definitely not no i wouldn't think so why not i think well have you ever heard of eating fruit and vegetables curing cancer or Or preventing might be preventing cancer though um uh, ask steve jobs about that (laughs) right right (laughs) (laughs) he's a i think he was a fruititarian so he only Mm -hmm. ate fruit and he got pancreas cancer so that would be the opposite Mm -hmm. i think too much of any that's an extreme uh, yeah a a balanced diet without Mm -hmm. a doubt is going to be good at potentially preventing stuff i would call food consider it more comparable to a supplement than medicine Mm -hmm. you 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 can categorize it as medicine but i wouldn't class it as medicine in terms of if we say um What's an example of a medicine? Paracetamol. Pretty average. Is that what you think? Pretty average medicine. I'm trying. Yeah. What's a uh, a medicine that we know that can actually Morphine. cure? You know, oh, cure. Yeah. Like there, there are drugs out there that if you have, uh, I think it's like, is there something for malaria or is there even? No. I don't know. There's certain illnesses that you get and you have to take a medicine to to fix it or else you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a good pro, a good pro for the for the food is medicine argument is the like with the with COVID like the people who were getting sick were people who were already like weak immune systems anyway, um, majority weak immune systems and like underlying conditions caused by like usually lack of nutrition and um, so I think food is a good preventative and I, I think like yeah. if you eat a healthy diet you're going to be less likely yeah. Yeah, to con- contract like a cancer or something. Um, less likely, but not not bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're like one of the unfortunate ones that has, uh, you know, genes for cancer, mm-hmm. um, then you're probably yeah you might reduce your chance of getting cancer by a fraction, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, okay. Well, what do you guys reckon about um, kind of a se- jumping jumping topics about then like big food, like uh, funding funding food research, and I think we're all far enough away from the the food pyramid we grew up with. We're being the the like the Kellogg's funded yeah. one. I think everyone's kind of familiar with that 
fact that like the Kellogg's a cereal company, like funded research and created this food pyramid um, that basically encouraged you to eat far more grains than is necessary. Um, yeah. And, and that happens a lot. I know Coca-Cola uh, fund like big American food and health um, like government agencies. Um, and so their slant is obviously that sugars are all good, fats are bad, and then you got the big, I don't know, animal agriculture funding saying sugar's bad. Um, do you guys think the big, big farm, big food businesses being involved in that is a good, good idea or no? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just so, just to clarify, this, this uh, Kellogg's food pyramid you're talking mm. about. So, are you saying so from the bottom, it's more talking about con- consumption of bread, yeah, and grain. grain, yeah, and then upwards vegetables, yeah, meat and like cheese and dairy, and then toppers fat fatty oils, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. yeah. So that's that's yeah that's the one I kind of grew up knowing. Yeah, and I always always thought. Yeah, like the eating cereals was considered a healthy, um, hmm. yeah, a healthy meal. like meal. Yeah, like if you start, you know, say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and then here you are just munching down on wheat bix or mm-hmm. cornflakes right. or wheat, wheat bix aren't inherent, yeah. inherently unhealthy. Yeah. I'd say unless you're adding piles of sugar, that to be fair, because there's a whole grain yeah. and it's very low in sugar, um, unless you add it that but yeah uh more cocoa pops yeah, uh, yeah. fruit loops those are just it's desserts so mm. in that sense yeah if if these companies so we'll, we'll use Kellogg's for example as their food pyramid but then they're pumping out unhealthy um cereals or yeah cocoa pops is a Kellogg's cereal mm-hmm. i think what have you got special k i think is another one i think special k is relatively, relatively okay like yeah. you've got your brand so yeah. so some cereals some are possibly or yeah healthy can yeah mean different things to different people yeah exactly. if you're on a celiac disease or something then it's completely unhealthy different. yeah mm. uh if you are grain tolerant then i think whole grains like all all bran uh, wheat bicks are pretty pretty healthy mm. um they're high fiber they're their whole 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 grains low yeah. low in sugar well that's and that's the thing as well in terms of speaking about like diets as well with food when it's going to be i think it's going to be very specific like you have the tr- the cultural trends where it's like atkins apparently in the 90s which is like what no sugar I think earlier than that i think that was early 1900s right. but yeah that was the original like keto but, but there's like trends now yeah, like yeah the there's meat, definitely the there's meat fads. Yeah. uh carnivore diet yeah. is kind of the latest trend but yeah. um i think what's obvious throughout all the trends where you know people they work for some people and don't work for other people it's very obvious that doesn't you know a trend doesn't work for everybody is that you're it is going to be real real personal and yeah. one point i wanted to make at some point might as well make it now is that I reckon it's real important to just like mess around with your own diets and ex- and, yep. and experiment yourself because it's it's almost useless. Like a friend telling you like, "Oh, I've been doing the carnivore diet. Like, yeah, I feel real good. Like, blah blah blah." And oftentimes that can just be like a bounce back, like a massive tilting of the scales with their like nutrients that they were missing. If they're you know, and some people say, "Oh, I only eat plant based, vegetarian. I feel amazing." And not everyone's going to feel that way. I know with different blood types yep. determines how like well you did. Yeah, you I process just, different. Sugars. I guess general uh, makeup of your 
body, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. for example, David can probably consume a lot more carbs than I can because if I consume lots of carbs, I'm more likely to put on weight. Like, mm. whereas yeah, I, high think, metabolism. Yeah, a key distinction there, I think, with all diets, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, it's generally easier. Um, carbs tend to be. Um, Sorry, someone was calling me. Uh, what is the word? Is it calorie dense or, or no? I think it's the opposite. No, it is calorie, the one where proportionately yeah. you get way more calories from eating a small amount of carbs versus a piece of meat. Yeah. Um, or vegetables but, are yeah, calorie yeah. dense where you can eat lots yeah. of them for a small, yeah, smaller amount. So I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. And this is why this carnivore or keto diet people say, oh, it's, it's so easy to lose weight because I'm not eating carbs. It's just because you're getting uh, less calories proportionately because it's, again, I think, does that mean it's calorie dense? Or is it the opposite? I know what you mean. Yeah, it's where you're getting... Like the total mass of food isn't yeah, equating to... Yeah, yeah, it's filling you up mu- yeah. for a much less amount of carbs, uh, calories than eating, like, for example, to make a, a, a point really clear, um, Coke or any fizzy drink, that's you get an extreme amount of calories and it doesn't fill you up at all. Yeah. You can mm. just guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. Yeah. But eating a one big piece of steak, that'll probably mm. fill you up and it won't only be like five or 600 calories. Mm. Cal- calorie dense is like if a food's calorie dense, meaning that it's high in energy and low in nutrients. Okay. Is that what you're trying um, to? Kind of Cause not Coke, really. Coke would probably be high in energy. Yeah. And that would be sugar. Yeah, low low in nutrients, um, but that's sort of a little bit different as well right. because that's like, yeah, I think, yeah, it's annoying. It's frustrating. I'm, I'm trying to spell it out I think as I, clearly I think as possible. Yeah, just to make a, a clear example is to say you could eat a bag of Doritos and a bottle of Coke and that would probably be close to 2,000 calories, but that would not fill you up for very long. Yeah. If you ate one big piece of steak, that'd probably be five or 600 calories and it'll fill you up for a lot, much longer time. Mm. So I think it's, yeah, it's an important distinction to make. Um, like, cause carbs aren't inherently bad. People say, oh yeah. Like, so for example, there, it's a bit of a misunderstanding. Like, oh, I could eat, eat more carbs. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the, just to try and boil it down to one simple <laughs> point, the key, no matter what carb fat, protein is is calories just the total con- calories in calories out mm-hmm. that that's the key distinction if you're trying to lose weight you just need to you'll be burning uh more calories than than you're than you're putting in yeah and it doesn't matter the makeup of your diet it might be easier probably will be easier if you eat lots of meat because i say it's satiating that's probably a word that i'm looking for mm-hmm. you can eat you don't have to eat much meat to fill you up for a long time so I, I think you've unintentionally made another point where I think you can really like nerd out and and like with the like I mentioned before with the big food funded research you can find like as with many things these days you can find any science yeah. to prove your own point yeah. um and then it brings to mind just like general like food food or health literacy there's obviously we kind of mentioned often like government top down like campaigns like five plus a day we were all raised on um do we think what do we think about just the the financial lit, financial food literacy as on the society as a whole you know i think most most people don't 
I think most people don't even understand how to <clears throat> read the label on the back of mm. the food. And that's really not, sorry, my voice is going croaky. Um, it's not that hard to understand, you know, the table. Um, mo most people should learn to do that because mm. they can, this is where, and I see my mum get caught out of this. Oh, it's got a five-star health rating. And that could be something like olive oil, which mm. is healthy, but it's, that's, Again, is that calorie dense? Yeah, there's a lot of calories because it's, it's it's fat and highly concentrated. You know, you could glug a whole bunch of, mm -hmm. of olive oil back. It wouldn't be very nice, but you, you could get a thousand calories very quickly. Um, so she's like, oh, it's healthy. Yes, it is healthy. But if you're trying to lose weight, you probably don't want much of that because it's healthy in terms of nutrients, antioxidants and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But you're going to get a lot of calories for a small amount of oil. Um, and that can also be misleading with other stuff as well where, oh, again, five-star health rating and it could be, uh, I think one of my, maybe a good example of this is like green milk. People say, oh, again, my parents drink green milk. Oh, it's healthier. It's, it, if you look on green milk, it's got more sugar in it than, uh, than blue milk does because right. they've, they've taken out the fat and then they've put in they've added sugar in hmm. and that this is yeah so you can get a lot of these i think i've seen this with a lot of jenny craig weight watchers food it's low fat but these brownies and stuff they do can still be quite high in sugar hmm. um so yeah again and this all yeah depends on what you're trying to get out of it for some people if you're michael phelps then getting lots of sugar isn't going to be such a bad thing hmm. but yeah if you're if you're not michael phelps then yeah, you might actually want to go for something low in sugar or, yeah, it, it just depends. But Yeah, it's super yeah. dependent on the person. Eh? Mm -hmm. um, anything to add, Nav? Not, not particularly, no, just listening and, uh, yeah, what you guys have to say. It's all good. What do you want? Should we pause there? <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, yeah, it, it's something, again, one of these things that should be, I guess, taught in school how to read a nutrition label because yeah the, the front of a package can be very deceptive if you don't mm. know how to to read that nutrition label it kind of reminds me i guess i think at high school we <laughs> we had these uh particular pies from the tuck shop like you know pies for the most part very unhealthy pastry lots of fat um and they brought in these um health tick pies the like, purple packet, I think it was. I can't, I can't remember exactly yeah. the same thing. Trying to brush it off and like, it's all well and good, but like everyone knows pies aren't healthy. Mm. Ended up like hardly selling any of them anyway and scrapping the idea because people want to eat a pie. They're not eating it for, for yeah. health's sake. And, They're eating and, it for enjoyment or for... Pies, yeah, aren't inherently healthy. That's right. They're calorie dense. Yeah. Again, I think I'm hopefully using that that word correctly. Um, although I'd argue that a pie it would be better than eating uh, a white bread sandwich with Vegemite on it mm, because yeah. you're getting, in a pie, you're actually getting quite a, a balanced amount of, of, of your macronutrients. You're getting... Uh, plenty of carbs from the pastry you're getting plenty of fat and protein from the beef steak whatever it is in it so you're actually getting all three macronutrients and a pie 
it is yeah high in calories but it's much more satiating than that sandwich mm. would be it'd be a little bit more calories in a pie than it than a sandwich but not not a huge amount maybe a hundred more calories or so but it's much more satiating and i think yeah you're getting a bit of iron and all that sort of mm. i mean you probably get some of that from the vegemite and stuff but yeah it it can be considered unhealthy but if it's just part of yeah of a, of a balanced diet for the day it's actually not as bad as yeah you might think i, rem- I remember because obviously I'd, i've always been trying to gain weight which is mm-hmm. not the, like the mainstream when you're talking about food and diets it's not it's always to lose weight so i'd always often find myself doing the opposite when i was younger doing the opposite of what the weight loss yeah. articles do but i think it also just like makes you makes me anyway appreciate like how general like the engine like our stomach engine like how m- many varieties of food we can chuck yeah, yeah. in there and it, like yeah. like a real good old school diesel engine like you yeah. can, it's, it can run off like yeah. ethanol it can I run think, off a lot of yeah, things that's a great point is that humans are highly adaptable um so people yeah will say oh this is the perfect diet oh this is the way our ancestors mm. ate as though therefore that means we have to eat this particular way but it's mm. like no you can be a vegetarian you can mm. be a vegan probably still need to have a supplement if you mm. if you if you're a vegan, which I think is actually a strong case against veganism. Um, yeah. But but we can override that because that's it. We're humans. We can get the vitamin B12 supplements. But yeah, you can be a carnivore diet. You can be all of these things. So yeah, the human body is highly adaptable. That's right. I don't think there is one perfect way. No. And I think that's why humans are as successful as we are is because, uh, you know, food, food pyramids and food chains can change and we can adapt with them whereas other animals might not be able to they might need to be cut you know there's plenty of animals like cats for example which are carnivores and if all the meat dries up for a season or something something crazy happens in the area but you've got lots of fruit and veggie and grains you can survive but the cat and the polar bear or some some other carnivore can't so Mm. i think yeah humans are highly adaptable and I think that's yeah a great thing is that there isn't one perfect diet or way of eating. What I want to know you guys' opinion on this. What uh, it comes up in the news every now and again, uh, the sugar tax, like a like a tax on on a, a sugary food. But yep. the intent, I, I assume, if I understand it right, the intent is to stop like yeah, to poor make, people yeah. from making bad decisions with their food. Yeah. Um. Do you, what do you guys I, reckon about that? Yeah. When, look. Know, uh yeah it's um it's kind of a gray area because yeah. in that sense like i and I, I try and prescribe to the idea that most people can choose for themselves what they want to eat what they don't want to eat but then when you're living in a society like ours where you have um uh like your healthcare system for example well like if you talk about smoking well smoking for example is more likely that people who smoke are going to use the the health kit. Mm. So yeah, like in that sense, when you're talking about a sugar tax, would it would it be a better idea to subsidize fruit and vegetables instead and allow people to decide what they want mm. to eat? Or because effectively it's like raising the price of cigarettes yeah, still to try and prevent people from smoking. Well you you are effectively I'm just generalizing here. You are effectively um, making it harder for the the lower class. Yeah, you're taxing, or, yeah, you're taxing the more poor because poor people 
in general are more likely to smoke. Mm. So it kind of has like a counterintuitive yeah, yeah, thing result. to it. So like, I mean, you can try and cut energy drinks for under 16 year olds, which they did at the supermarket, but it's not, yeah. it doesn't work. <sighs> like it's, you still be able to figure it out. Mm. This, this is where as well I, th- I see the crossover between like food, medicine and drugs is that like for a lot of people, whether they admit it or not, I think like Coca-Cola is like almost a drug. It's not, it, you're sure it gives you calories, but it's basically, you're basically doing it for your for your taste buds and fuck whatever else it does to your body, you know? They're not thinking yeah. about it in terms of like how many calories they're getting rid of. No, you just... It's like a drug. You're just doing it for like the pleasure, the sensory yeah, like pleasure. the sensory pleasure of like the carbonation yeah. hitting the back of your throat or which, you know which is like which is yeah all food though you know like a real good food yeah you do it for a, you pay a lot of money for good food for that oh, like sensory definitely. pleasure even if it's gonna have roughly the same effect on your body as like a bland like yeah. lettuce salad well you know so yeah well i mean that's why people go to, to restaurants like effectively you could make your own pasta at home you probably make I don't know, four or five times a portion of what you'd pay if you went to a restaurant to buy that pasta. But for the most part, it's going to be made so much better tasting or whatever they... I think yeah. pasta is one of those ones. Where Maybe think, not pasta. Yeah, pasta, yeah. I think you can... Like it's when you can nail at home, but uh, burgers yep. or... I'm trying to think of what's a... Anything Asian, sort of like a um, hard to do at home, like for a, us whites. Yeah, yeah, like a a, a katsu curry, even a nice yeah. steak for like yeah. yeah. It's one of those th- like I don't eat steak that often. Yeah, but I, I can never nail think meat. When for I yeah, meat wedding myself. anniversary, we went to a um, went to a place in town, and it was like a small portion of steak. Like, you know, you look, you're like, man, this, what is this? But it was just insane like <laughs> yeah. you're savoring every bite that you eat yeah. yeah whereas if you're at home you just cook over state you're just like oh, yeah, i'm just munching it down yeah. do, do you guys reckon we'll ever get to a point where you can or would people like it if it was an option where you can just take a, like uphill and have yeah. all your nutrients? I, I, yeah and, you think and i think we'll we're get to that point? already really close to that mm-hmm. um with that soylent crap i yeah i shouldn't soylent call it crap uh, i actually yeah i don't know what that's been around for probably at least 10 years, but you don't really hear much about it anymore. So I don't mm. know if that's still, I mean, yeah, probably still around, but I think that's close to it where it's a shake. So it's not quite a pill, but yes, it's very, you just put a powder in and mix it up. It's, it's very close to mm. um, making it as efficient as possible. So yeah, I think. Yeah. Would that suggest though, maybe that people aren't that keen for it then if it's been around for ages and it's not, it's like such a minor thing. Well, yeah, I, would have to do mm. my homework on it. It could mm. be, it could be a big thing that we just and and certain. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think yeah, for me personally, like if you're uh, if you've got the option of taking all your nutrients in, in one pill, the only upside to that is pure. Like for me, is pure convenience. So like if I just had the busiest lifestyle where I was, yeah. where I just don't have time to cook food or to make food, or or even to consume food because I don't know how long would it take to eat a meal? Ten minutes. Mm then sure but for me like eating or is is not there's way more to it so like you can look at it from a cultural perspective that's why you have so many cultures that um put such high um like on a pedestal foods on a pedestal like you come together you eat a meal you sit at a table uh it's real big in like 
Italian culture, yeah. Asian cultures. Right. And then, yeah, sometimes food is like you want to enjoy the experience if you're trying new foods or whatever. And sometimes it's like I'm just eating for sustenance. It doesn't yeah. matter what I eat. I just, I'm just hungry. Yeah. Mm. So, like, it, it's if you were to have that option to have a just a one pill to consume all your nutrients, then, I mean you could probably, it would probably just be similar to having a supplement. Like mm. you, you take it on some days yeah, yeah, and then yeah. other days you yeah. eat food. That, that's exactly like why would thinking. Why would you want to yeah. do it? Like it feels to me like you're robbing, <laughs> you're robbing yourself of enjoyment because unless you're like have an eating disorder or mm. bulimic or something, man, food's awesome. Like mm. it's great. Yeah. I tried mm, a yeah. new, no, tried that, a new that food was, this yeah. week. Like I, I have a thing for me, sorry, just to cut you out. Oh, but it's like, I grew up being so bland when I eat food. Like it was always the same things. Yeah. Um, parents would struggle to get me to eat vegetables. Now it's kind of like the complete opposite where at least I'm willing to try it before I write it off. And so there's a whole bunch of foods that I'm slowly trying to go for. So I tried oysters for the first time this week. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. I'll probably eat them again, but I, I don't think they were that yeah. amazing. Not much yeah. of a seafood person. Did you want to add something? Yeah, no, I was just, that was my train of thought is I would love that option for like 70% of the time and then 30%, yeah, when we get together, we can have mm. a nice meal. That's cool. But having that convenience for that, the regular every day, you know, breakfast, whatever, lunch on just a standard day when I really can't be bothered making food, that'd be a fantastic option to have. Mm. I would love that. And then, yeah, it doesn't have to be like this all or, all or nothing yeah. option. You can have... Ni- a nice meal when yeah. you want. I, I think, think the, sorry, the distinction from your question is, is this pill going to just give you the nutrients yeah, you need or does it cure the feeling of feeling hungry? Cause, yeah, to cure the feeling okay. as well, then I'd that's, say. Yeah, well, yeah I, I think it's kind of ridiculous now and it brings to my mind like, the importance of like some ritual things. Like the mo- real, most obvious one in my life is like like putting a like playing music like that must have been a real ritualistic thing that just felt like a chore back in the day because you didn't have a choice you had to like mess around with the big record and put it on and yeah and and blah 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 but and i think we feel kind of like similar kind of like that with food where you know it might not be a pill but you might go to sleep and just have like iv drip and you wake up and you feel fully you're ready yeah, to go i've always and thought about that to us yeah um, to us that's outrageous but maybe in another hundred years yeah. Just like with the record player, they're like, why would you fuck around with a record yeah. player? You can play yeah. anything on your phone straight I, away. I've yeah. always thought about um, <clears throat> a drip. But it's like, it's important to have the, the ritual. Maybe yeah, I know what you're eating, saying. You know? Sorry. Uh, in terms of, because you know you get dehydrated in your sleep. Mm-hmm. So I've always yeah thought about, it, it kind of wouldn't work because then it meant you need to go to yeah, the toilet. So you have an IV and then a catheter. <laughs> yeah. So it's just yeah. constant. But like. yeah, I, I, I've, I've always thought that would be a great idea and then you'd probably wake up feeling way better. But yeah, mm. it's not very practical because of course then you're, yeah, you'll need to urinate. And mm. yeah, I'd, well, that's the thing for like uh, IV drips to cure ha- um, hangovers. Like they'll, I know it's specifically in America, there's places where you can go to. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I've heard um, of, yeah. If you've had a big night out, you just hook yourself up to an IV in this place, lie down for an hour, and then it's kind of like giving you electrolytes, yeah. similar to like um, Powerade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cure, supposedly cures your hangover. Oh, I bet it won't. It'll Probably help. Not. It'll help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, kind of jumping back to another point, I wanted to ask you guys. Sure. So 
tell me if, tell me if my logic here is wrong first so like we mentioned before like poor poorer people whether it's for lack of education lack of care lack of time whatever generally assumed to eat less healthily uh than yeah more wealthy um people yeah um and I know Act were pr- proposing something with like a lock on on the on a for for any benefits on the card that they yeah, use, yeah. so they can't make ridiculous purchases with other things. Yeah, he didn't mention anything about food, but I was thinking it possibly made sense to only allow like a set, you know, instead of a sugar tax, maybe just like they're not allowed to buy Coke if they're using government money. Yeah, to, to you know, yeah, because, uh, because uh, if you otherwise if you yeah, if yeah. slam all that Coke, then the argument would be like you're going to go to the dentist more to, like, yeah, use up, yeah, yeah. like you're saying like yeah. using the tax paid funded hospitals and stuff and i do i think food of me- as medicine so with a shit diet you're going to be more likely to just get sick time off work contract other diseases um diabetes being one you know um so what do you guys reckon about that as a, as a form of yeah, I don't, I don't hate the idea. Uh, yeah. yeah, as specifically if you're a beneficiary, yeah. Yeah, specifically um, for, yeah. for beneficiaries maybe. Yeah, if you're yeah using taxpayer money, um, then I don't think that... Uh, you, look, I wouldn't be running out to make that a law, mm. but if you came to me with that, I wouldn't be a part... Yeah, yeah I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. got some merit. It's got yeah. some merit. Yeah, I think the logic checks out. Yeah, but, but it, well, it's logical, logically, but it's it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm trying to. It's, yeah. it's more the yeah, that's the balancing. Question. Like, is that the right thing to do? Because mm. yes, logically it makes sense, but the I don't know. It seems somewhat controlling in a way. Yeah, but if you're yeah, if you're on a yeah. on a benefit, then I, I don't think you deserve a full set of rights. Mm. Your your right should come with an asterisk, uh, and certainly I can say categorically you should not be allowed to buy alcohol and cigarettes if you're on, if you're on a benefit mm. w- with taxpayer money. If you get money from yeah. your family or some cash under the table, yeah. you sell something. That's okay, but yeah, with that's that going to be under the government's yeah, radar anyway. With that government know. that government allowance you get, yes, you should have a card, and it should be certainly restricted from alcohol yeah. and tobacco. And mm. I say. I'm not dying to make that a law, but I certainly got some merit that maybe, or maybe a, a good way to do it would be to have a supermarket designed specifically for beneficiaries. Yeah. So their card only Or they just get the deliveries. Store. They get like a... Yeah, something like that. It's a, And so they, yeah, rather yeah. than, yeah, they go into countdown, yeah, they, or they do, yeah, whatever, they have a restricted online menu, something like that. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I'm all for freedom, but I think it's a big difference when your money is coming from the, from from the taxpayer, from the um, state. Yeah, I would never make that a rule if you were just a poor person, yeah, but you are making your own making your own money. Yeah. I mean, if, if if it could be a system that could be implemented yeah. efficiently, and then, that's the thing. Yeah, of course, it would yeah. have to be practical. If this would cost billions of dollars mm. to, and it just wasn't practical, then you just have to say no. But yeah, if it could be streamlined and and a practical system could be put in place. Um, yeah, I'd certainly, I'd be open to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not fully opposed or I have like a strong feeling about it. I think. But I will just say on that note, one thing that I hate is that this is an excuse that a lot of people make on behalf of poor people. Oh, healthy food's so expensive. Mm -hmm. So much, some healthy food is expensive, 
there is plenty of healthy or at least healthier food than Coke and Doritos that isn't expensive. Wheat Bix, dirt chip, dirt mm-hmm. cheap, especially if you buy the home brand one, whatever. Um, pasta, mm-hmm. not super healthy, but not, again, pasta with some parmesan cheese or any sort of cheese or a few veggies in there frozen veggies dirt cheap compared to fresh veggies um you know i buy like you get like a kg of frozen greens or whatever for like four dollars fifty probably even cheaper um that some pasta some cheese as a solid meal way healthier than you know, a bag of chips and a bottle of coke um, I think it's a common gripe of, of milk, the middle class in yeah. general. You know, milk, middle class families they go. Yeah, milk's not it's not super expensive and it's very uh, nutrient dense. Yeah, there, there's uh, those are just yeah off the top of my head. There's a bunch of foods out there that uh, oats. That's a, that's the best. Yeah, the, it's a classic. oats are so cheap. Mm. You can get kg bags for again a couple bucks, and oats are really healthy. They are really healthy. So that is such a cop-out, such a BS excuse. Yeah, Mm. some healthy food like salmon and stuff like that is quite expensive. So, yeah, you don't have to buy that. Mm. uh, Potatoes, kumra. Kumra at the moment is a little bit pricey. But, yeah, in general, there is a bunch of pretty healthy foods Mm -hmm. that are dirt cheap. Yeah, I I thought that's all relative, I guess, to how... your situation is because you think about it and that's i'm not trying to i'm not saying you're wrong and not saying i disagree or don't agree but um someone who's considered more more poor or the lower lower socioeconomic status their food shop is considerably more proportioned to how much they earn to someone who's got a bit more wealth so there's more leniency to yeah um, to tr- but, try that thing. yeah but that's the point i'm making is that these especially again like oats are dirt cheap there is no case that you can make against oats a poor person can buy oats oats is about the same a kg of oats is about the same as a, as a bottle of coke so you and that can be a staple of your diet you can have oats three or four times a day you can't have that alone but you can make that a staple and then you can throw in something else on the side i'd mm-hmm. say it, uh, beans another one beans are you can buy again if you go for the home brand, the the non you know branded ones. You can get a can of beans for like a dollar. Mm. I, I buy it sometimes. You get like five five mixed beans for like ninety nine cents at Countdown. You can make that rice. Rice is another one. Like there are so many, and I would say arguably they are even cheaper than crap food. I mean the sacks of rice that you can get. Mm. on a on a dollar you know whatever cost ratio is just so yep. cheap it's got to be one of the cheapest foods out there so i think it's a terrible excuse yeah it's no the, real excuse no yeah. there are healthy foods out there that are expensive but there's also a bunch that are cheap and probably some that are cheaper mm. certainly on a on a nutrient um f- and whatever uh the way they satiate you basis yeah yeah it's something yeah. i've had to learn as well is that is certain foods while well, they might look not like quantitatively as as much they're going to make you feel feel fuller you know yeah. it's usually like protein. Ri- ri- rice is like yeah protein but also stuff like rice yeah rice fills you up um yeah so i guess maybe when people think to eat healthy that you have to buy fresh fruit and veggies which can be expensive and maybe they think you have to eat lots of meat Although I arguably think most people these days are saying eating lots of meat um, isn't so good for you. Uh, but yeah, 
perhaps that's why, but that's what I mean. There just needs to be a bit of education here. You can buy, personally, I don't think you need any, um, you don't need any fruit at all. Vegetables, I think, are, are good. But even if you really want to, to, to cut all that stuff out, if you just add in a multivitamin, which you can get pretty cheap as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. But just frozen, buy them frozen. Don't yeah. Yeah, buy a bag of the stuff frozen and it's cheap as compared to the fresh stuff. Your sentiment's definitely shared by most of middle class. I, I know from experience from my family growing up, like exact same exact same argument has been made. Um, do, you, do you guys reckon in general of, as from you know in the last 20 years that you're, we're getting healthier as a society or not healthier? I know like obesity is going up, obviously. Diabetes yeah. going up. The stats would suggest that I'd say we're probably not, and that maybe yeah. we're just getting better at catching the other end mm-hmm. and saving people's lives as they deteriorate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you, what do you guys think? Healthier over time, or we're we getting yeah, less it's healthy? A, it's impossible. Yeah, you have to because that's such a, a broad term, isn't it? Healthier. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, what even is healthy? Yeah, so it's so tough. In some ways we're not, in some ways we are. So I'll have my cake and eat it too. Mm. Uh, I know Can't stuff like if if you consider stuff like infant mortality, stuff like that, we're healthier than ever. Mm. Now that's not because of food. Health. That's more medicine, which we're tying in here. Mm-hmm. So in in some aspects, we we're we're healthier. I would say yeah, medicinally we're healthier. Food wise, no, we're probably on average, yeah, mm. as a society, Western society, or if we want to just use New Zealand as an example, yeah, the the way people are eating um, is not as healthy as it was 20 or 30 years ago. And yeah, we can see that in the obesity mm. rates, which are constantly going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably agree with what David's saying. I think, yeah, food-wise, it's never been more easy to eat as, you know, everything's for the most part readily available to you. And when you add like convenience, the convenience point of it, I mean, like not to knock on Limwood or anything, but you think about what's going on there. You've got, uh, sorry, Domino's, McDonald's, Burger King, Subway, Taco Bell, KFC, all within like the same, and fish and chip shop. And liquor stores. Yeah, (laughs) vape store. Like it's so, everything is so readily available and accessible to you. So then it really comes down to the, the onus on if you actually want to to eat healthy yeah i for me look i'm on the bigger side and i i can you know i I can stand by that um but i doesn't mean i want to like live a life of constricting my yeah uh, what's the word yeah like um stricting yeah being like a strict way where i'm only eating whatever because i'm fat or whatever mm-hmm. no it's like you can still it's all about moderation yeah and then if you are if it is your thing to lose weight then you need to look at the portion sizes because yeah. you can still eat like there's not like what david yeah. said you can still eat a cheeseburger or a big mac yeah. but then maybe you, you can't do, have the fries yeah, or, or you do what, what i don't know if you're doing it anymore but what morgan was doing you fast you fast for and you, you have a window and that and that and the thing Fasting works so well, mm, not for everyone, fasting. not everyone, yeah. because some people struggle for, I love fasting. Fasting works perfectly because I never have an appetite in the morning anyway. Mm. Um, so if fasting works for you, uh, it's a great option because it also decreases the size of your stomach, which means I had this the other day where um, I, I didn't eat until dinner 
is when I went to my sister's house. But before that, we went out for a walk up the hills. So I was starved essentially. Mm. But yet when I got back to her place, I could only eat a small plate of food because the size of my gut was so small because that's it. Your, your gut um, expands and contracts. Mm. Um, so if you've been fasting, the size of your stomach will have contracted mm. and you will fill up a lot faster than than you would have you have you been gorging all day mm. um so yeah i think fasting works for two reasons fasting yeah all right fasting. But no, I, I agree i think fasting is great i think for me personally like some days i will eat breakfast lunch dinner some days i'm, like, I'm not even hungry till lunchtime yeah. so it's not like i live a completely regiment regimented yeah, way of eating but in terms of why we're trying to fast until dinner time like by that point, I think it's more, uh, maybe it's a personal thing where you're just more likely to binge and you yeah, just, because like, they say, yeah. yeah, you're having one, one meal and that's no, all, you don't have to have one, you don't meal. have to have yeah. one meal. You can have yeah. two, yeah, two or three, but that's have the a thing, window. as big as you can to an extent, if you do, if the appetite does come on, um, because you've not eaten, you have, you know, you can cram, that's it. You can cram two or whatever you're calorie um allowances you're two or to two and a half thousand calories because you're fitting it in in a, an eight hour window or whatever that's it you can binge because yeah. you've if you've, you're binging the right right foods but like i mean it's pretty most i mean most of us as adults we could probably eat a pizza in one sitting yeah and like if, yeah. you, if you can eat pizza and something like then you are consuming a large amount of calories in one yeah. in one go yeah, so it's fair. Yeah, so you still have to you would make so you'd um, have to, yeah, fill it. Yeah, it have to be the right type of food. To an extent, you'd still have more leeway than yeah. If you just had the tendency to binge all day anyway, if you weren't fasting, so mm. that that fasting will give you at least some leeway. Is better than to binge in an eight hour window than in a sixteen hour window, isn't it? Because mm, you yeah. probably yeah. So I, yeah, and I think, it, yeah, yeah. I think the the fasting chat as well alludes to the to the importance i i think of like we're saying diets can be hyper specific to you like from what works for someone entirely yeah. possibly doesn't work yeah. at all for you so like li listening to, as hippie yeah. as it sounds as hippie as it sounds listening to your your body you know and yeah. like not yeah you know i was brought up again another food myth perhaps breakfast um yeah the bre <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah, breakfast is the most yeah. important meal of the day it's blah blah it's another it's a Kellogg's have their fingers in that because you yeah. cereals yeah. grains for breakfast so um not it's not yeah. necessarily it's not a grand conspiracy to say that kellogg's wants you to buy more no. kellogg's products by so yeah and so i would eat breakfast every morning out of habit and then all of a sudden a couple of years ago i tr trialed it i started I came across some information thank you internet about fasting and i was like oh, i'll try it like you know as an experiment on myself which I, I love to do and we all do ourselves in different ways and uh realize that I don't need it at all yeah i'm not actually hungry in the morning and i don't and yeah, I'm the same, especially yeah. if I obviously have a coffee, oh. which is the caffeine is an appetite suppressant. Yeah. So um, if coffee's yeah. not your thing, then that's, but yeah. that, if, but yeah. the, the point being, yeah. yeah, like listening to your body rather than yeah. just eating out what's healthy. Yeah, and that's the thing, think is, it's, it's such a ridiculous idea that we have to have breakfast. And, and some people will feel like breakfast, and that's fine. But mm. the idea that it's the most important meal of the day and that it's crucial and that your day is a write off if you don't is so insane. Because you just have to look at how humans used to live when yeah, mm. you 
food mm. was sporadic. You didn't always have the option of eating breakfast because you might not have got the kill last night. Mm. So you don't have breakfast, you know, whatever. So the, the human body yeah, is far more robust yeah. than, than you think that, it is. There is also a fun fasting fact that I've, that I've heard from the internet is that digestion takes up like 30% yeah, of yeah, your daily. Yeah. It takes yeah. 30% yeah. of your energy to digest. So when you're not eating for a long, prolonged period of time, like more than 24 hours or so, that energy is diverted to, yeah, you know, that's, cell cleaning. That's, that's the why the food, fasting that's is the so whole good. food coma thing is that yeah. you feel lethargic because blood is being drawn away from mm. your brain to your gut. So you've got less energy going on in your brain. And that's a, that's a very real feeling for mm. me. Um, yeah. With, with fasting though. So Christmas dinner, everyone can relate. I'm sure <laughs> with fasting, most, most uh, things talking about fasting, intermittent fasting, we have your eating window will suggest, it's more like you eat around dinner time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah. F- for me, I, I I like the idea of IF intermittent fasting, but just in terms of how my day is structured, it just it wouldn't work because I I if I work a physical job, yeah. By a certain point, it's like I'm actually running on yeah pure. But, so yeah, you don't ha- it doesn't have to be perfect if you just and and it may not work, but if you just fast until lunchtime. Yeah, that's better than not fasting at all. Yeah, yeah. So, so just yeah, experiment. Start, yeah, it doesn't have to be the perfect thing where you go all the way until dinner. Yeah, because I, yeah. I someone I know who's who's doing fast. Like, yes, they might be seeing results, but you could see just general from their mood. Yeah, like so, yeah, real. It's difficult. Cr- oh, yeah. Like yeah, grumpy, mm. um, get frustrated. So and then yeah, you have your one one meal or your eating window, but. Like if if I was trying to implement to my own life, yeah, I I, I I I'd have to tailor it to a specific yeah. way. And and it's like it doesn't have to be the most perfect. Mm. Yeah, like for me, I I'm not a strict faster. I just generally fast until like two p.m. because that's when I start feeling hungry. And technically, I'm not actually fasting because I have a coffee which has some milk in it, so getting a few calories in. So it's not a one hundred percent fast, but that's still a lot better than having a pile of cereal for breakfast mm. you know it's still yeah it doesn't have to be perfect i think that's the key is that yeah it can be frustrating you think oh, i need to do it like as do this just yeah do it do what feels right for you mm. uh, yeah that's the most important point I yeah because that's the thing i've never been a breakfast person so it just works naturally i'm yeah, as soon as i start feeling hungry around it's usually around two some days it might be one some days it might be three I'll, I'll, then I'll, I'll eat. I don't know about you guys, but I'm real keen to see. I think because we're still relatively young, we're kind of in that midpoint. But when you're young, like your engine's even better. Like it just power through like candy. Like you yeah. can eat shit as a kid that you you couldn't handle as an mm-hmm. adult. You'd, you'd be you'd be wasted. And it's like you can feel it starting starting to peter off with certain foods. Like kind of when they used to just give you like some gas. Now like kind of like probably fuck you up so, for like an yeah, hour sit in your body and yeah yeah wreck you so, for the next so day. i'm quite i'm quite um because everyone or well, maybe not everyone but a lot of people back it's very back their their diets it's a very personal like everyone has their strong opinion on food um and i'm pretty keen to just see how because we're all basically running our own experience experiments mm. how they end up you know when we're 50 60 like who starts dropping off <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess vegetarian diet was the yeah. best, guys. I went, not that I'm vegetarian, but, but you know what I mean. There's so many other factors that yeah, there is, there is. Well. There is. Yeah. Um, obviously, the two big but ones. Food's a massive factor. 
you drank uh, Coke all your life yeah. instead of water? Uh, I'll I tell that to Warren Buffett, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's a, I, I don't, it's a, it's a factor. I don't know how big of a factor it is. It's certainly not the biggest. I think biggest. Young's the biggest? No, it's definitely not the biggest. The biggest is smoking if you smoke. Oh, right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second biggest is probably alcohol. Um, If you drink a lot of alcohol, which I do at the moment. Gone back into a bad habit of doing, um, but not like. Cra- but if you're like an alcoholic, then you're gonna. But even that's if what, even if you're is- drinking more than I, I, I really do think those um, those guidelines for drinking whatever, no, not more than fourteen standards in a way. If you're doing mm-hmm. that, you're probably taking years off your life. Well, another another plus for the food as a, as a medicine. I mean, food and drink and alcohol is a drink. Yeah, I mean it's a class it's one a carcinogen. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, so so that's, antioxidants that's, you can counteract it a little bit. That's basically a bad medicine. Or it's like it's a complete opposite of a medicine, but it's the same. It's a similar thing. If alcohol can cause cancer, then surely other beverages can have the opposite. Effect. I think they can. Yeah, they can improve your odds. Mm. Um, but so. Yeah, I'd say smoking number one, alcohol, and and obviously you can throw some other like meth and stuff in here if you want. But we're talking about meth is food. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about like everyday people here. Everyday people. Um, and then arguably, actually, your genetics. You could make a case that that actually might be number one. It's certainly one, two, or three. Yeah. So I was lumping like yeah, cigarettes, alcohol, all in amongst that in my head. Right. But yeah. Yeah, so you could be the most healthy, have the most healthy diet, but if you smoke, you're probably worse off or have your your odds are, are worse mm. than the person who eats like crap but has never smoked a cigarette yeah. in their life. I think smoking it from from the science that I've looked at, which yeah. I, is from David Sinclair, he put out a list recently, so I'm actually just copying that from him. He said that smoking is the number one determinant determining factor in lifespan and alcohol is number two he said the science on that's got more clear recently he's saying mm. it's worse than um than it used to be in the science which doesn't right. surprise me if we all know how it makes you feel the next day yeah. after you've had too much of it poison it, it yeah so fun I, poison fun poison yeah it's, it's a it's a double and like, this coke. Is, yeah, like coke and this is yeah well, and this is where fun. we get into this area mm. where we've talked about this before is there's probably no point in living the longest healthiest life if it's yeah. not enjoyable yeah yeah so yes yeah, kind of like the point you were making eh? it's like yeah you gotta live yeah well i mean like i i don't drink alcohol just as a personal thing yeah like we used to but Haram. i don't hate people <laughs> i don't hate people who do and if they want to do it to enjoy have like a bit of enjoyment mm. it's like it's totally up to them but yeah it's really yeah about how you live your own lifestyle but and then saying that like i wouldn't want to deprive myself from something completely to like mm-hmm. be be healthy in old age yeah. and then get to that thing. It's like, well, I never lived any experiences yeah. or I don't know, yeah. tried this or that. I'd yeah. rather live to 70 and live like a relatively free lifestyle where I'm not overly cautious about what I'm eating. Um, I can dabble in alcohol, the occasional cigarette and mm. other substance and stuff like that. I'd rather, and, and if I kick the bucket at 70, I'd rather that than be a teetotaler, do no substances. Yeah. I like a good, have the most perfect diet and live till 90. Yeah. A good, a good uh, like analogy, I think might not be the right word, but for that is like, you want to finish the race of life, like in your car, 
like bruised and bad and like you've had yeah. like an epic race not like pulling up like with a perfectly like undamaged car yeah. right to the end when you die you know yeah. and you want to think... have had a gnarly ride like yeah a i fun think it's ride. easy to say well that's that. personal uh, opinion. yeah i mean yeah, i, I kind of get what david's you don't want to be an animal like yeah i'd i think it's easy to say it yeah i would add in the third option i wouldn't I would take the option number, th- uh, the second option of being a, a teetotaler and living till 90. I'd take that over being an alcoholic, um, pack a day smoker, and having a terrible death of, mo- yeah, like getting cirrhosis in my 40s or 50s and, and ha- having heart failure and being on all sorts of medication. Yeah, and, and, and maybe you still do make it to like 60, but your, your, your health mm. is apps, you're, you're coughing, mm. you need oxygen. Yeah. yeah there's always going to be exceptions yeah. to that too. Cause no, like, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, get yeah. Lucky, you get lucky. You get lucky. But yeah, we're all talking about on, on average here. Mm. Um, and just as there's no right answer to no, that, I think, is the same with food. It's like it's real personal to you. There's no right or wrong answer. You can't, you can't no. eat wrong. Like you can eat that against your goals to like be healthy. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of wrong but you there's like there's no wrong amount of coke you can drink per day or a week you know well, it's I just mean, like an opinion it's a personal opinion it's like i don't you, think you should yeah. do that and they're like well you could you could drink so. 1.5 of these of coke a day but uh, there will there will be most likely there will be repercussions you yeah. know you might start getting kidney stones or yeah things like, yeah. like so I, I mean i'd probably disagree with that like well isn't that what you're saying though like you can you you don't you want coke's yum like you want to drink it sometimes and yeah sometimes. So, so it's just, down to right. a, so just a matter of opinion back to yeah if you're drinking 1.5 liter a day i think we can all recognize that that's a, and we all know a, someone who, who has <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's grossly excessive yeah a can well, of in that, your opinion no no they're definitely that's yeah, categorically yeah it's, is, what, what do you mean what if they what if they want to live to for they're fine living yeah, to 40. So, well, they, okay they they, can, that's fine yeah. but it's definitely it's definitely not healthy it's categorically unhealthy to be drinking 1.5 liters of coke it's unhealthy to drink any uh, to an extent i don't uh, put it this way i think if you drank a can of coke a day for your life it wouldn't alter the outcome or the probability of your outcome very much one can is not that very bad. much yeah 1.5 liters is a whole different ball game yeah you can a day of coke is not that bad it's about you know whatever 45 grams of sugar um as long yeah. as you're that's not on top of other massive sugar consumption mm. it won't that won't feels your only vice and you live the relatively yeah. healthy lifestyle where you're eating bits of you know you're getting the right amounts of protein and carbs and whatever and it was just yeah, your so one can i of think coke. you have to like Maybe. look at it as the way your liver is pretty much a perfect like analogy for this your liver can repair itself but if you're absolutely thrashing it all day every day it gets scarred mm. and then it <clears throat> and then it gets so unwell that it can't repair itself or it struggles to repair itself and that's what eventually yeah cirrhosis it cannot it's it's screwed mm. um but that's it, it can, you can take moderate amount of punishment so if you yeah you can because it can repair itself but if you absolutely smash it mm. you can yeah you can only get away for it for so long but it can take some punishment just not excessive amounts for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. So I think like that's a good way to just view your like lifestyle and body in, in general. Opinion. It can take no. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. my point. Is, is it's well, like it's like one point five liters of coke bad. One can oh, okay, but then like one point four liters. You know, it's like I would oh, say no. on average, if you're if you're drinking much more than one can a day, it, it would yeah. Well, it would be technically un- yeah. 
if you're, I mean, but if it, you're addicted yeah. to it, then maybe yeah, if you're drinking that much, it's probably a better idea to wean yourself down to one. I would probably but, say personally, one can a day is probably too excessive, and maybe like yeah, personally, maybe per, yeah, but it's a personal thing. But yeah. maybe like two or three a week is not going to hurt. But yeah. one a day, maybe. Because because then like I mean a a coke drink like I mean like who are we to say because like a coke drinker who drinks one can a day could equally judge anyone who drinks a beer a day and be like that I would never do that like, yeah you're, that's totally. horrible I, I I think with both of those and there are guidelines around that we know that if you're a male you can have about two standard drinks a day and it won't have very many negative outcomes statistically probabilistically could you be that most unlucky person in the world who drinks two beers a day mm. and gets cirrhosis yes you could be but yeah, i get that a large sample size shows that your body as a male can handle about two drinks a day without basically any negative repercussions or if you just want to get smashed in the weekend don't drink any during the yeah, weekend i don't think it works <laughs> like that drink your 14 standards in one but, one night but you can still like get away with that to an extent because as long as you're yeah doing that once a week it will mm. still probably statistically reduce your lifespan but because you're only hammering your liver once a week it still does have your six days to repair itself from mm. that damage they're doing it's where if you get hammered every second day that you're it's just you're just not giving enough time to to recover yeah. and those that scar tissue starts forming and stuff like that yeah i mean you'd say it's similar to like your body if you're working out like, yes, you can exercise every single day of the week. Sometimes you just need to listen to your body and actually stop and have a rest day. Listen to your body. Kind yeah. of. So, like, yeah, you in that sense, like, if sometimes I, like, I know I've had a bad run of diet, you know, I've had fish and chips maybe once or twice too many times during the week. That's not a good example, but you just know, and it's like, okay, I, I know I need to just eat something Eat some vegetables, yeah. or yeah, I'm really craving a salad, or um, mm. like it. You, you kind of just need to know what your body needs. Yeah, but that's real important. But if you're someone like um, who's struggling to put on weight, and you're trying to, well, yeah, you've got a bit more leeway to eat more bad food or calorie dense food. Mm -hmm. But if you've got your goals are to like lose weight, or um, yeah, well, then you you've kind of got to weigh it up. Yeah. Prioritize it. Yeah. I think knowing, yeah, knowing your body is epic OP power. And I mean, if you don't, if you've never, like you're saying, you're trying new foods, I think in that case, if the more you try, the more you familiarize with yourself with them, the more you like know how your body yeah, yeah, deals with yeah. them. I feel like your body will then, there's no way to prove this, your body will then get better at knowing what you need. So you might just have like a hang, now that you've tried oysters. I don't know, down the line, you might have just a hankering for oysters. Or you might get somewhere and be like, oh, I really want an oyster. Like, I really feel like oysters today because your body now knows yeah. it needs like that, whatever's in that. I think I think give well, props to the body for that. It's getting pretty hippie, but... Maybe like a, another know. specific example. You probably have pizza like once a week. It was like the, the not the cheat day meal or like your, your takeaway meal or that was like specifically after high school high school and after high school that was like the thing now yes i can eat a pizza but i know like my body doesn't react to it as kindly as it used to hmm. i i still enjoy it and i know like okay maybe 
shouldn't do as much. So instead of once a week, it might be like once a month. Because I don't want to deprive myself of like the enjoyment because I love eating pizza, but I just can't eat it as much as I used to mm. for that very reason. So in that sense, like, yeah, there's, there's real, I guess, bonus to trying new foods because then you find out what you enjoy and you can definitely like have different options mm-hmm. available. You could eat oats, like David say, every day, but like, you get sick of it. Yeah, yeah, while. but but that was in, yeah, yeah. in reference to poor people. Yeah, yeah. and like, that's what I mean. Yeah, and and that'll be the the cop out excuse. Oh, well, oats taste like crap. I'd much rather eat a bag of Doritos for breakfast. Who wouldn't? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but that's just not a valid excuse, you know. Yeah. Um, like for me, like I pretty much, because yeah, wheat bix probably eat mm, three or four times a week, like at work for breakfast. But I got a bit sick of it. So to have something different and then eventually go back to it. Yeah, like, yeah I definitely it's like, like that as well. It's like if you've eaten the same things too much, it's like you, you don't enjoy it as much. Mm. So I you got to have a bit of yeah. balance. Yeah. But I think equally that contributes yeah. to a lot of the trends is like, you know, the, the intention, you know, the people have been eating like no wheat bix to use your example, and then their body kind of needs it and then so like they switch to yeah. just eating wheat bix or just carnivore just eating meat and they're like whoa i feel better as the like yeah. scales of all these other depleted nutrients they weren't getting skyrocket and the other one's slowly going down and then they're like oh actually this isn't like great it's, yeah yeah i think there's also I mean, beyond nutrients there's like reactions that happen <clears throat> in your brain and body when you make a radical change like that like i think there's a i think when people go on a carnivore slash keto diet Usually there's a called it's called the keto flu where <laughs> as your body is deprived of all the glyco- glycogen, um, you get like a bit of a flu, you feel like crap. Um, but then shortly after that, you get a bit of euphoria, you get clear headed mm. because your body has just started producing the ketones and new source of energy or whatever. And so it's like, yeah, it's like a novelty in your brain and you get sort of yeah uh, a honeymoon phase then when it feels great but then yeah your body just adapts and knows this is this new source of energy it's no it's just, it's, it just is what it is and then vice versa if you went back to like from carnival keto to eating a bunch of carbs getting yeah all that glycogen back yeah. there'll be like this immediate euphoria but yep. then if you just so stick, it's like yeah. an equilibrium Balance. where you just kind of like yeah uh, go up and down yeah and up and down. it's i think homeostasis is probably the technical words there yeah. for it your body when something novel happens it gets really excited for the first few times you do it but then it gets used to it so that's the same and then obviously in the case of like drugs and stuff um that's why you keep needing more and more mm. because your body's like oh yeah this is a, this was awesome the first time but this is yeah, I'm used to this now. Yeah. If you give me double the amount, then it will feel great again. But obviously, yeah, that's yeah, a slippery thing. Double the amount. Yeah, yeah. Double amount. Yeah. It's a classic with food. Yeah, I so think I think that's that's one of the things that sucks about the well, – it sucks in a way, but it's, it's again, one of the things that keeps us alive. It's a survival mechanism, homeostasis, um, because it, it keeps you balanced, essentially, because um, that's if we're all high on crack all day, every day. Mm. Um normalizes the, the yeah the as a society would you know peter out pretty quickly so that's what that is that yeah that's the reason that your body um gets used to it and it stops yeah. being exciting but it sucks in a way because that's a, anything novel 
Um, yeah. Soon wears off. We again the, the boring cl- yeah, middle ground. The classic case of yeah, you know, um, the same as like buying a new laptop, whatever. It's awesome for the first week, and then you just oh, it's just a laptop now. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I love this laptop. I've had Still. it for a while. It's so <laughs> long long term relationship. Nah. Yeah, I know. You say yeah. Say you apply it to mostly everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah the boring is, middle ground yeah. is everything. It's like um, yeah. getting a new cell phone. Yeah, for it's, 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 man, so it's exciting, awesome. I got so fast, close. and then after like a week, you're like, oh man, this is just is what yeah, it is. You just get used to it. Yeah, and it's like you always want to protect stuff when you first buy it, and then like you know you don't mm. want to get it scratched or anything, and then after two yeah, months, it's like, oh. you've got the plastic film that you yeah. want to take off. It's like bubbling at the yeah. top. Just yeah, yeah. Just becomes the thing. Um. I just will say we've just ticked over the one hour mark. So cool. if there's anything more you want to add, otherwise probably wrap this one up. Yeah, I Good. think, yeah, I think, yeah, again, it's a yeah, pretty simple message. It's just everything in moderation. It's a pretty, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, pretty, say takeaways, not takeaway food, but takeaways from this council. Everything in moderation. Yeah. yeah and, and again, another key takeaway is, there's very little, well, maybe very, there's a lot of food which isn't inherently unhealthy. Um, Context. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't think that a cheeseburger is unhealthy. It is, there's a lot of calories in it, but it's, there's nothing crazy bad in, in a cheeseburger. It's just, yeah, in most cases, calories is the most important thing. So, yeah, it's easy to blow out eating heaps of cheeseburgers as opposed to eating a bowl of rice. Um, I think the only really bad foods are stuff, trans fats, and yeah, excessive amounts of sugar is highly inflammatory. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of food which yeah might be heavy in calories, but that doesn't mean it's unhealthy as long as you just don't eat too much of it if you're not trying to put on weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. My takeaway would be experiment on yourself. Yeah. More. Yeah wouldn't take any diet on face value yeah. based off someone else's amazing yeah. life-changing yeah, there, results uh, it's just another thing there is no perfect diet i see this yeah. all the time people uh they're on the keto diet and they say this is this is magic this is the key to losing weight and as i said the the reason behind that is because you sh- they're, they're eating less calories because they're getting way more satiated by the amount of food they're eating because meat is very filling so it's not magic the same thing would happen if you ate the same amount of calories on a on a balanced diet it might just be easier for you because yes you are getting more satiated from meat but if you hate meat or you just get sick of meat so i've tried keto multiple times and after a month you just get sick of eating so i get (laughs) sick of eating so much meat then it's not a bullet it's not the holy grail Mm. so yeah i think yeah that's the key there is no holy grail you just have to tailor something sustainable i think that's another case a sustainable don't go on a diet have sustainable nutrition mm. and a yeah, sustainable good, lifestyle. Good yeah, yeah I like that. A lot of these extreme diets, they work for a month and then you just get sick of it and then, yeah. Yeah, it's like, can you truly imagine yourself for the rest of your life doing this diet yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah, so think, think about it in think terms of yeah, lifestyle slash nutrition rather than diets, which mm. are fads. Yeah. Mm. You know? Well, I was more leaning on the moderation size yep. side of um, yeah, what David's saying, but I think... This might be a bit of a cop-out now. So probably takeaways uh, in terms of food, like listening to your body is is very important. So if you're eating the same amount of foods or if your body's not responding 
to something new or you know you start noticing you're feeling bad after eating foods then you really got to listen to that you shouldn't mm. be be doing that so you shouldn't be feeling bad after you shouldn't food, be uh, feeling bad like food it, should make you feel good food every time the, yeah exactly food should be making you feel like um what's the word uh not cozy there's a there's another word for it but like i think satiated is the right probably word. that's probably the just, right word yeah. where you just feel like content or yeah. you feel satisfied yeah. from mm-hmm. from eating but if you're feeling like because you know yeah i don't want to make yeah. that that example i gave earlier about like eating a mince pie versus eating a vegemite sandwich i would feel satiated i'd feel good after eating a meat pie i wouldn't feel good after eating that sandwich because that sandwich is just a whole lot of carbs there's, mm. there's no yeah. there's no um fat or very little fat th- and protein in there. i think from that set, like yes you feel good but perhaps afterwards is what i'm trying mm. to say like yeah well that dep- yeah, yeah. depends on it's more on, the after the but, after effects of food. but yeah i think i personally find like if i eat a meal that is very high i think yeah and like simple carbs i feel like crap very soon after mm-hmm. so yeah like a white bread sandwich with no meat or anything no like protein in a, it a chip sandwich yeah like that's the that's the pit <laughs> that's the that, ultimate yeah, the, like, <laughs> the ultimate kiwi food crap. chicken chicken yeah. um what are chicken chips. chips inside of white bread yeah it's awesome oh classic but, yeah that would make me feel like absolutely <laughs> as a kid though you could slam those back yeah, yeah, kid, you, yeah. Well, yeah. I, to be fair i've only even eaten it once so mm. not for me um yeah we'll wrap it up there i think next week we'll decide we'll talk about negotiation yeah, we could negotiation. Do that. Or, or we'll have or a we, think about or, it or we could get lucas on if he's keen or we can say we that will, for a um, week later we will shout out yeah we will um deliberate i don't think that's the right word Maybe it is. During the week, we'll, we'll come up with some ideas. Yeah. We are open to talking about all sorts of topics here. We don't want to con- uh, constrain. Constrain, that's the word. I say constrict, but that's mm. a mixture between strict and uh, convict. Con- <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think constrict would still Maybe. make sense. Either way, yeah. that's not the point. But um, Thanks, guys. Episode 29, been a pleasure chatting. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace. Peace. Bye.